The Cash It Podcast proudly presents our tournament episode, The Cash Out, where we battle down some of the best stuff in wrestling history, and we're bareback brawling like Billy and Chuck, but remotely because still pandemics. That's from First Row, founder of Shadesville, USA. I'm the mayor, Rob E. Bottoms. And that's the bump goddess, Lav Morgan, our special guest enforcer. This is the Cash Out Best Feuds Ever. And this... This is the Cash It Podcast. Wow, we're back. And um, I don't know what you guys did while you were gone, but I found my smile. <laughs> I found a lot of things while we were gone, actually. <laughs> Um, evidently, new programming, apparently, right? New new wrestling shows to watch outside yes. of, yeah, of you WWE. Smile, but your ass need to find dynamite. Mm. I'm going to, and I'm going to lubricate it, and I'm going to put it where, you know, <gasps> God put my little um, Tootsie Roll with my little twist top. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Not the balloon. <laughs> I mean, you said dynamite. Okay, anyways. I, hey, guys, we are here. This is our tournament episode, The Cash Out. The best feuds ever. So we're going to get like downright dirty and nasty and kind of catty. Um, we've got our special guest enforcer, as said earlier, Lav Morgan, um, bumping all over the place. Just bumps for everybody. Just like a, a bathroom at a gay club. It's bumps everywhere. Um, so I believe, oh, that's a lot of sniffing going. So why is it cocaine in the cash out? I don't. Is that... Listen, it's giving aromatherapy over here. I already it's... told y'all what I like. Guess Continue, some Al- please. Some Alberto Del oh. Rio. Oh, we're going there. Okay. Who has the brackets? Who's got the brackets? I believe uh, I believe Larry has the brackets. They should be uh, somewhere in text form for you to look at. And, um, you know, uh, Reverse Rail doesn't like to see the brackets in advance. So I'll let you read them off. Right, and um, yeah. and I'll, I'll keep the tally over here. And we're going to start off with our qualifying rounds. And... Um, and I want everyone on uh, Twitter and to know that this this blood on your hands. And don't fight me, because I know how you girls like to tussle. <laughs> you guys help decide this. I don't want to hear shit after this. These are the feuds you all helped us rank and vote, and everybody that I pulled from, like, hey, give me some of your titular wrestling feuds. Um, this is what we have now. So um, it is what it is. So um, Lav Morgan. All right. Uh, start us off. Kind of crazy. I'm shocked. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the first rivalry that we are going to uh, see who we, de- we decide to choose on, it's going to be Undertaker and Mankind versus Razor Ramon and the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. I think this is going to be easy for both of us, right? You go. Yeah, you go first. You go ahead. The first reel. <clears throat> um, for me, this one boils down to the very first time I, I'm going to speak for myself, felt like The Undertaker was in danger, girl. <laughs> it, it was giving Molly, you in danger, girl. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, one of these helped revolutionize and put a stamp on and elevate the bar to its pinnacle for Hell in a Cell matches. Like the, we've not, we've we've not had a any anything like that Hell in a Cell. Like there's, it's referenced in and outside of wrestling. It's it's a moment of just like serendipitous coincidence and calamity. Like we'll we'll probably never reach that space again in terms of like general recklessness and and characters being where they were in their careers um as well razor and hbk revolutionized uh the ladder match they took it somewhere um that it so i mean both of these are literally you know amazing matches but um yeah this i mean taker and mankind the, the sound bites the images um, a shit, Hell in a Cell, the same way I'm still existing off of prayers of my grandmother, uh, Hell, <laughs> Hell in a Cell is still existing off the infamy of that match. Yeah. You know, so Taker and Mankind, I mean, it, I think that that's just a, that's, that's kind of a given. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we can pack that one up and move on to the next qualifier. All right. So the next one is going to be a New Day versus the Usos. And then Triple H versus The Rock. (laughs) 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 Yeah, oh, you also we're going to do a back and forth. Okay, we're going back and forth. Or you want me to go first all the time? It don't matter to me. No, no, no. I can go first this time. Um, you know, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna shake a few tables. Uh. I'm going to be very honest. I mean, like, I know that Triple H and The Rock is an amazing rivalry. But I feel like, you know, I've never, like, The Rock is a sports entertainer. He is the quintessence of sports entertainment. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's, like, John Cena, but, like, two rungs above. Not not that far from, to be really honest. Um, of course, in his smaller, more agile days, you know, he was definitely putting on uh, a better quality match. But... I don't really like th- that rivalry was more so story and less in ring where I feel like new day and the Usos is a little bit of both with better athletes. And I, I mean, it kind of re it, it's kind of the only thing to talk about when it comes to tag wrestling. Um, that's, that's one of the titular tag rivalries of the current era. Um, and it's yielded a lot to me. So uh, for me, this one's kind of hard. Like, like uh, I, when I think of The Rock and I think of Triple H, I think of like all the features. You know, it's like a good album, it's a solid album. It's you know, but it's like the features made it. And so like I think of China and I think of you know that SmackDown. You know, when The Rock, um, you know, when Sean jumped back in there in that referee outfit and his hot pants, uh, and 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 kicked the dog shit out of out of the rock you know i i don't know it feels like i think of the circumstances and the the mess around their feud and less the actual feud like unless the actual combat whereas with new day it's like constantly elevated the bar for tag team wrestling and for you know for wrestling i, I don't know i feel like i have to go with new day and the usos on this one okay um i 100 agree with you about uh new day and usos Clever. The thing <laughs> that right. takes it for me Go ahead. is the rivalry between Rock and Triple H. Correct me if I'm wrong, 
it has something that no other rivalry ever has had. And okay. that is their rivalry went from curtain jerk to main event and everywhere in between. When they were rookies trying to break out, they were in a rivalry. Then they joined stables. They were in a rivalry. Then they become the leader of said stables. They're in a rivalry. Then they become world champions and main eventers. They're in a rivalry. So I got to go with Triple H and Rock because I can't think of any Ooh, other rivalry I, that's done that. I feel like the Usos and the Duda have kind of done that, though, to, to some degree. They've definitely been on pre-shows. They've definitely been in the tops of cards. They've definitely, you know, main evented, of course, you know, not necessarily a pay-per-view, but they've main evented their respective shows, and they're back embroiled again. They're getting ready to be, you know, on the, on the opposite sides again and, and add Roman in to make it a whole three-man situation at Survivor Series. It's, it's very well, similar. On the tag team <laughs> side of things, sure. Tag team <laughs> side of things, sure. But okay. when you take it to the very top, the tag titles versus the WWF World Championship. Okay. I, and and I mean, know, it's, I mean, it's going to involve that now, right? Yeah. The, but Roman and Roman and E are uh, Roman and E are currently, you know, but yes. Roman's new to that feud. So I'll give but, you that. But Roman is not a new so. So I agree. Pass that <laughs> on out of there. So yeah, I get Lars. Uh, so Lars Legend. I guess this goes. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this the woman you're talking about that I still don't know who it is? <laughs> yes, it is. Now is I'm getting tired of people can promise to promise. Oh my God! I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. 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 So, um. Monty made really, really good points, um, with with it being from the from the bottom to the top and everything. Mm-hmm. And so my points, my I'm I'm gonna just say this too. Like, I feel like Usos and they the longevity. Because mind you, I know Rock and, and um Triple H had longevity. How many years would you say that they really feuded for? Like, six, well, they started five? in '96, and you take it to two. Thousand, I think, was their last like real, like storyline feud. So that's like five years, we'll say. Not four, yeah. five. Let, let's yeah. just let's just say five years. Four yeah. or five years. Um, New Day and Usos, it really turned up for them probably about three or four years ago. But they had been going at it longer than that. And then when you want to look at the impact tag teams have, like New Day is. Actually, both of those teams are going down as at this point as two of the greatest tag teams of all time, and yeah. and it's easily, easily easily in the last ten years, and and that's on a worldwide basis. Like even from a from a work rate, like because you can you can bring in all these other tag teams from from across the world, and New Day and Usos are still in that conversation. And people don't deny that they don't they don't they're not gonna like oh they don't they don't work well. No, no, both of those teams wrestle down and they only get better. New Day and Usos, like it really feels. Like they're trying to outdo each other. It's not like they're going in and phoning it in. They they really feel like like they know that they have such. It doesn't matter which which iteration of New Day it is, 
versus the Usos, it's always something new out of all the matches that they've had. I've said many times, I know how important storyline is. I know how important character rate is. But for me, most of the time, I rate over anything. And I know it's different for different people, whatever the case may be. Um, from a pure wrestling entertainment standpoint, like the, the, the in-ring aspect of it, Triple H and The Rock do not compare to Usos versus New Day when it comes to being between those ropes and the stuff that they do with each other. And then longevity-wise... In terms of, yeah, in terms of chemistry, yeah, I don't... Real. Um, interject for me for a second. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like... It, the, only, the other thing that's not helping Triple H and The Rock is that that was so long ago. So yeah. I'm trying to even, like, pull in my mind, like, okay... Like of a match, like because I can I can name a Triple H and Taker match that I love. I can name Triple H and Shawn matches that I love. I can name Rock and Austin. I can name you know I can name a lot of different matches between the two of them. I can't really name a match between just those two that I'm like, whew, you know. Well, the standout match with um to most with Triple H versus The Rock is SummerSlam '90 ladder match gotcha. in Madison Square Garden. That that's the standout match there. But then you have the Iron Man match at Judgment Day 2000. You have the Strat match they had at Fully Loaded 2000. Um, you mm-hmm. have the IC title match on Raw. Uh, mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot going on there, and you have the Nation versus DX. I'm not trying to convince right. because I absolutely agree no, with no, no. everything y'all said about the New Day versus Do So. Like I'm not upset at all. I see the MAGA powers are jumping me already. Y'all gonna jump me? Be honest. <laughs> But I'm not upset at all. <laughs> um, Wait, but hold up. Uh, we got more POC in ours. Um, that, 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 that's fine. You see, that's what racists do. They front. <laughs> oh, we have black friends in our feuds. See, I'm on to y'all. Mm-mm, no, no, but, no. But yeah, also, like, like longevity-wise, like quality-wise and longevity-wise, Usos and New Day are still going literally right now. So, well, yeah, absolutely. I, but I, Rock also left. Yeah, so, no, Rob, and, and 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 that plays into it as well to a degree. I'm just saying I'm gonna go. I know it's a newer one, and and whatever the case may be, I'm going with New Day versus Usos. Can't be mad. That hell in the cell alone. Yeah, like that match right there. Like, and then you have that, but then there's so many layers of it too. Because even with the whole thing with during Kofi Mania, where the Usos were like, Nah, nah, yo, we we respect y'all. This is Kofi's moment. We forfeit. Like that moment right there. Like. Did you that's cry? almost a that's a tear jerking moment? <laughs> I do. You said what? Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Something that, like that. no, that's literally a tear. That's it's a like, yeah, like Xavier and, and Big E were not gonna beat the Usos because sometimes they can't beat the Usos on and these well, two well, are I was gonna cry. Um, when you know, when Triple H imitated the rock <laughs> and we had X Pac as Mizark, you know, <laughs> in blackface, I was crying. And, you know, I was, yeah, that, yeah, I was crying because it was uh, horribly racist. No, I was why I was it, was, it was hilarious. Is why I was crying. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. Actual blackface. Actual blackface. <laughs> right. Remember when, when part of that, that same DX versus um, Nation when Owen came up with a huge... <laughs> yes. That's what, that's what started the mess. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm going, I'm okay. going, uh, Usos and New Day. New Day and Usos. Oh, wow. I'm not mad. Can't oh, be mad. Oh, All right. This, this, this next one is good. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. It is Trish Stratus and Jazz versus RVD and Jerry Lynn. Okay. 
This one is kind of easy for me. Um, <laughs> Jazz versus Trish. To me, it, that rivalry is all about the on-site of it all. Like, <laughs> seem to understand what on-site means. On-site is action. That means upon arrival, once your presence has been acknowledged that hands will be laid in debt, We'll be paid. Jazz would just <laughs> whoop Trisha's ass at any given moment every time she saw her, which is fantastic. Which is fan fucking fantastic. Okay, but outside of that, that's all it really was. RVD and Jerry Lynn revolutionized shit. They truly with their did. matches alone. You want to talk about work rate in the ring in 97 through 99 when no motherfuckers was going at it. Nobody was doing the shit they were doing. They weren't touching that in-ring work of Lynn and RVD. They literally revolutionized, revolutionized, easy for me to say, revolutionized. You know. Went to the bodega. Okay. <laughs> he used to go to the bodega. <laughs> Yeah, they oh. those matches to this day, you can put them up against shit happening today. Those matches are insane. I'm going RVD, Jerry Lynn. Um, it's kind of like when we had the other cash shot and we talked about I like you know Sasha Banks uh song, you know, and we were mm-hmm. like it it, it it plateaus at a certain moment. It's it slaps. God knows it slaps, but it doesn't go anywhere after a certain part. And it's like, that's okay for a theme, but it's, you know, in terms of comparing it to other themes, yeah. Um, I will say this, though, just to give it an addendum, Jazz, Trish, and Victoria mania moment. So I will give them that. And um, it definitely was the on-site appeal. Like, every chance she got, it was giving girl. Um, I was going to leave it alone, but I thought about it, and she would come back and whoop her ass. Like, she was wearing that girl slap pin. But and I'm not even as familiar with RBD and Lynn, but I've seen enough to know. Yeah, like yeah, those those two took extre- took extreme. That's yeah, RBD Lynn is definitely like I. It is what it is. I just, I just want to add one thing to that too. Uh, Jazz and Trish were essentially Gamora and Nebula, because it doesn't matter what was happening. If they saw each other, it was it was on. It was it was it was a fight. Yeah, yeah. it was giving like the minute I see like if I yeah. see you like like if it was up against anybody else right now, I I could make a better argument. But up against our, like people that revolutionized, that were the top of you know their given um, company, you know, in an industry and and in a company that was revolutionizing wrestling at a time, mm-hmm. and for them to be the flag bearers, I can't. I I, I don't have an yeah. argument for that. And it was like back then not that many people could keep up with RVD because RVD right. was fairly ahead of his time. Yeah. And right. and some and some aspects, because like Jerry Lynn was better than RVD because it was two different styles that they could mesh together and it was just so good. Um and that's an excellent point. Yes, like it was yeah, it was it was enough where like enough where they were different. And they just made it perfect. Like people yeah. need to go back and study those matches and as big as like rvd obviously is a legend jerry lynn Mm -hmm. should be more it's just that he didn't have the charisma like his charisma and entering were so far apart entering he was god level charisma not so much so that's why a lot of people don't remember him yeah the respect he has within the business doesn't match the fans respect like within the business everybody knows like this is that nigga (laughs) you know what i'm saying it was 
amazing. Absolutely yeah, you amazing. made an excellent point. We said like at that time, RVD like would just get in there and just I don't want to say work circles around people because it wasn't him outworking me. It was just like when he was in there, he was the focus, no matter who he was in there with, and he would just shine. Spotlight is on him. Jerry Lynn got in there and said, "Come here." So we're gonna share this. We are gonna share this. <laughs> Let me show you something. <laughs> so yeah, excellent point. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy that y'all. I thought you were gonna pick jazz and um Trish. Yeah, yeah, loved it, but it, I mean, what else is there? is there to it that's like really phenomenal like they didn't have bad matches that's not what i'm saying either it's just like i remember that feud for that and that only yeah. i don't even remember why it started i don't remember what her problem with Trish was. <laughs> i don't i don't but i do remember yeah. that whatever the fuck it was <laughs> <laughs> Jazz was on that ass every Trish, time. Every, she saw her. Trish did something. She got. Trish did something that Jazz has never. Every chance she got. Jazz threw on that shake and go curl wig and went to work <laughs> on Miss Mamas. She went. She put on that headband. She bought one of Beth's headbands and went out there and went to work <laughs> on Miss Trish Stratus, baby. She used to be that girl. She used to beat the brakes off that bitch. And, and, I, and give, I, live. I give I give Trish Stratus all the credit in the world because Jazz was a mean, mm-hmm. mean chick. And Trish would just take it. Oh, she's taking it. Trish, like like we've always talked about Trish. One thing is Trish was tough. Jazz used Amen. to whip that ass. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Ooh, Jazz used right. to go to work on Miss, Miss Mamas for real. All right. We got one more. Oh, not one more, obviously. We got the next one coming up. It is Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Authority versus Booker T and Chris Benoit. Am I first this time? I believe so, yes. This is your, your even, so yeah. Yeah, so here's my thing. Here's my thing. Um, Bryan versus The Authority, and I do not want to, like, discount this because it it, it, it worked for Stone Cold, and this was them revisiting it with Daniel Bryan. Visiting it in a way to kind of get him more over as a babyface. So um, I get it. It worked. Loved it. Um, had seen it, but loved it. Um, I love Booker and Benoit, but it really was more... It wasn't really a few now that I'm thinking about it. It was more a respect thing, but the best of seven was one of the first times because that was like what, like 97, 98? Was it 97? 98. And that was what kind of started edging me, <laughs> edging me, um, towards being more of a purist when it came to like work rate. That was what made me be like, wait a fucking minute. Because Booker, right? <laughs> where he's doing the absolute most. Um, because Booker and Benoit like carried in best of seven. Only thing is that like it's nothing extending outside of that. Like that was their program. You don't really remember much else outside of that. And most people don't even remember the best of seven. But I, I but I remember that being like part of Booker's breakout. Um, because Benoit had kind of been solo for on and off for a while, but that was kind of Booker's like breakout. Like I can see him as a solo star. Um, so I appreciate it. But I think in terms of feuds just being honest, despite me liking that a lot more and the, the work rate being there, Brian versus the authority, it's just, 
encompassed more. It was it was a bigger, girthier feud. Um, you said everything I was going to. Booker and Benoit was a series, not really a feud. Um, an excellent series. An amazing series, yeah. Yeah, when we're talking about feuds, we're talking about something to where it created the most sympathetic baby face in the last 20 some odd years. Yeah. Um, and culminated at WrestleMania where they had to be like, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it belongs yeah. to you. It yeah. all belongs to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah they had to. Um, it's it's Daniel Bryan versus the authority. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh oh! It got really quiet. It got really quiet. It's, That's because oh, no. he dropped. Yeah. Oh, was it like a ref bump? Is our <laughs> is, is this chaos and pandemonium right now? It was a ref bump. Is he okay? There he is. There yeah, he is. He just got kicked out. Whoa, He's crawling wow. back to the ring. Oh, the camera's coming on. Oh, oh, oh. it again. <laughs> we get ready to get a little show, a little moment. <laughs> No, what so was we to get ready to get? <laughs> no, the um, record's yeah, back up. Okay, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, didn't um, didn't Chris Benoit and Booker also have a best of seven on SmackDown for the U.S. title in like oh four? Yeah, they did. They did revisit it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I agree um, with what y'all said. I, I was just like, I was like, they did. They did that twice. Yeah, yeah, they did revisit it. Um, and then Booker had one with John Cena, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking about feuds, Dane Bryan Authority. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right, All right love. Come on, Nasha Skanks. Let us know what the next one is. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker and Kane. Oh, Jesus Christ. It ain't hard for me. Um, <laughs> wow. So here's the issue with me. I'm 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 struggling with personal and authenticity versus mm-hmm. one of the best stories ever told in wrestling. Yeah. And not even, but before, not even just authenticity, because we can't even delimit it to the Montreal Mon- Montreal screw job. <laughs> but but we also got yeah, because that was boyhood dream, you know, boyhood dream, which and is why birthed, I have the wing. It literally birthed um DX. It birthed DX. Yeah, well that and the NWL. But I mean the winged oh, eagle, yeah. like that's that's part of and not even that, like you know, the time Brett went off the rails and was cussing and carrying on, <laughs> like like even the the rockers and the heart foundation like they, like that's a lot of body on that few and there is um but there's just way too much on Kane and Taker so um <clears throat> yeah one of the greatest story to me in my opinion the third greatest story ever told in wrestling Kane and Mankind that's it and so I gotta give them. I gotta give it to them. I mean, Kane and Mankind. Are you you bringing Mankind into it as well? Kane and Taker. 
Oh, okay. You said mankind. I said mankind. So well, I'm, I was feeling my JR real quick. Um, Canon <laughs> Taker. <laughs> um, it's like hey, you had like such a beautiful lead up, like such a beautiful lead up, and then you were like, yeah, Canon, Canon, mankind. Whitney Houston here, shake. Canon, mankind. When Taker and Kane, um, you know, wearing cahoots, and it was revealed on that Raw during the entrance, Jr. was like, "The first time Kane and Mankind have been seen together," and I was like, "You mean Undertaker?" <laughs> so yeah, I definitely was feeling my Jr. But before the man even showed up, the story was being laid out and being told. They found the perfect person to fit the character that they needed. This shit went on for 20 some odd goddamn years. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like don't I know. Said, like, my opinion, third best wrestling story ever told. I mean, because it's 2021 and the girls is still trying to claim who, like, which one of them authored the Montreal, the Montreal Screwjob. And I just, like, that was like fourth wall breaking. Xerxes, wash your hand under the door. Wash your hand under the door. Go eat some food. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, like full head is full arm underneath the door, y'all. Anyway, he's, um, he's doing a full concert right now. Like he's been in the back, <laughs> like just like what? Like, anyways, um, he was in the background, <laughs> right? He was waiting on the cash, the cash, the shit to come back. Um, but. Uh, I feel like for what for what Taker and Kane did in character, I think Sean and Brett did in and outside of character. <laughs> like it, it, it made you question what you were watching. It had eyes, it had legs. You know, Brett went to WCW. This and that happened. DX flourished. Like it, it caused so many ramifications. You know, then everything that happened with Owen. Like it was just like it was just tumultuous. Um. Like that was a real life feud where, like to this day, Brett still give it. You know, like like Brett still very much like like if Brett sees Triple H anytime soon, like like in the hospital bed, he still might beat him up. Like it's yeah, I don't know for me. And like then, like let's not forget that these two in the ring put on clinics. Um, and you know, I love uh, the character of the Undertaker and the character Kane. Um, not many clinics in the ring between those two. Um, I mean, yeah, we got an Inferno match. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, we got that. I feel like once Kane took the mask off and shaved the head, they had better matches. Because um, he could see. <laughs> right, because that, that's, that spun around, that spun around mask had, had that man too much on everybody. Um, uh, it might be, it might be Sean and Brett for me. Wild. So, wow. Cersei say wow. Wow. I'm tired of him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like it's Sean and HBK, so I guess it goes to you. Sean and um, HBK. Sean and HBK. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did we all really do come before this started? What is going on? It's Brent Hart. Bret Hart and HBK. So I guess it goes back to you, um, referee um, Helena Vega. Um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really tough because I feel like obviously Brett and Sean, two of the absolute greatest in-ring performers of all time. Um, 
again, that's the work rate aspect of it. And this is funny because it's again, this is work rate versus storyline. But when the story is so good as as a uh, Taker and Kane, like like I said, um, I feel like Sean and Brett, what they what they meant during their feud to each other, it was to a degree more impactful than anything Taker and Kane did. Longevity that Kate Taker and Kane have had, and then the, they raised theatrics of matches and storylines to a whole another level that not very many feuds have ever had. Like their theatrics were on a whole different level with all like the 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 matches, like all the um. Well, let me see, like the the, the, the stipulation, obviously with the Inferno matches, the the Buried Alive, the Hell in the Cell match, like all those other things. Um, and then just the the characters like this is this is a really hard one because it's just like where one's where one is weak where one rivalry was kind of weak the other one shines so oh gosh and it's it's giving like my bias is almost always going to be towards Undertaker and Kane because of the the character work and just how much I've liked them too but then again against these other two I might have to go I might have to go I'm gonna just I'm, I'm gonna just say Taker and Kane. I'm gonna just do it. I don't I don't my, my answer will change in three minutes. I might just go Taker and Kane. I'm well, coming. I saw that I saw that coming. So I mean, yeah, I had to work through because it kept switching. Both were making really good. Plays. I heard I, you take you gotta take your minutes because it was it was <laughs> a lot a lot. Yeah, you yeah, saw what it did to me. Like like I'm over here like I'm sweating right now. Okay. And you was like foam at foam at the mouth like nails. I uh, had big boss man foam at the mouth. <laughs> it was for me to say Taker and Kane, but yeah. Take All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow, Sean is gonna be really disappointed in me. I have not voted for him once. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs> All right, the he next can't, one. He can't see you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Out of one of the eyes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Austin versus The Rock versus Rhodes and the Four Horsemen. Dusty and the Four Horsemen. That's really tough. <sighs> hmm. I think I don't know. Yeah. Yes, it's Monty's turn. Um, so one to me has the single greatest, like what the epitome of main event to me is Rock versus Austin WrestleMania 17. Mm -hmm. It does not get more main event than Stone Cold versus The Rock at WrestleMania 17. But and however, Dusty Rhodes and the Four Horsemen was some shit. <laughs> they rolled up on that man in the parking lot and broke his leg. <laughs> it birthed war games. Right. Dusty as the Midnight Rider and that damn mask. Um, and just, it. okay, I got to go Dusty and Four Horsemen because 
it literally carried an entire company. The NWA was Dusty Rhodes versus the Four Horsemen. And then they had some side dishes here and there. The company was run by the Four Horsemen versus Dusty Rhodes for years. That's my pick. Um, It's just, yeah, I think that is the pick because I really feel like Dusty Rhodes looking at him wasn't a natural main eventer. And uh, like just looking at him, you would, you know, you wouldn't, you might say, okay, he's a wrestler, cool. Uh, I mean, you, like, you don't look at Otis and say, oh, you know, Lay, you know, <laughs> you know, there's potential there. Uh, it, it, it really was part of what helped center and posit him in a way to make him favorable to audiences, having that to go up against. Um, it endeared him in such a way that it opened up the audience's eyes to this man being a main event. And, and then it, and and it and it gave him the due influence he needed in wrestling to help mold and shape generations. You know, I mean, like his handprints are still on, as far as I'm concerned, the people that came from actual NXT. Um, <laughs> his handprints are all over AEW without even ever being alive to see it see it born. You know, um, his legacy is is enriched in part and due uh to his placement as a foil to one of the most iconic stables of all the times so um as much as i love austin and rock um yeah i definitely gotta go with like that's a template that is the, one of the templates so i gotta go with dusty and the four horse the four horsemen all right all right well then the next one we have <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, the Randy Savage, purposely, versus Jericho and uh, Shawn Michaels. (sighs) (laughs) Good, it's on you. So what you want to do? Um, um. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, and I and I would love to vote. Well, I mean, shit, I feel like there's a racist in both matches. Um, but uh, as, as I, I find, like, I love the Jericho, the Y2J HPK feud because of like I remember like certain comical instances from it, like him throwing him into the Jerichon, him hitting Sean's wife. Like there, there's some kiki moments in their feud that still send me over to this day. But I remember so many iconic moments from Hogan. From like Hogan and Savage feuded in both companies. Were out, were were NWO allies, Mega Power allies, you know. And 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 Liz was dead center for both situations. I mean, you don't get much more. That's a, that's the feud. That's the that's heel turn. Both of them turn on each other and turn heel. Like it, yeah, it's Hogan and Savage for me. As much as I can't stand, uh, it's the character Hulk Hogan and uh, and Macho Man Randy Savage for me. Um, it is. This is hard for me because there's so many. There's two different HBK and Jericho feuds that stand out to me you know the one leading to wrestlemania mm-hmm. 19 with jericho mm-hmm. they didn't fabricate anything jericho wanted to be Shawn michaels 
you know, mm-hmm. until he got to a point where he's like, no, now I'm going to be the first Chris Jericho. And that lead up to WrestleMania, it seems so good. And for yeah. that to be Sean's first WrestleMania back, and they just snatched the show from everybody. Um, and and he punched the man's wife in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he punched the man's wife in but the face. Slipped, but slipped and really like decked her ass. Like, 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 like. He punched Rebecca in the face. They said when he went, <laughs> went backstage, she was like, is that all you got? You hit like a pussy. Yeah. And her eye was black. <laughs> her eye was black. <laughs> he legit the shit out of her. And that is what's, and it's like, how do you get more personal than that? Like, and that's the thing that bothers me about this match, what makes it so hard, is that there's a wife centered in, in, in both as far as WWF mm-hmm. is concerned, um, you know, the Hogan, is he or isn't he hitting on Liz? Is it just innocent or is he trying? Is Macho just crazy or he, he sees what the hell is going on? And you want to talk about clocking somebody, he, not, that, he clocked the shit out of him. Like that too. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what I'm baby. saying. Like, yes, it went over into real life. And hey, he clocked the real shit life out too. of him. At, <laughs> with that winged eagle backstage, um, <laughs> yeah, then it, it, like then it, oh gosh, and you got the iconic photo of Liz in between them looking back over with that white on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Elizabeth, Woo! yes, and again, the first good match of his fucking. <laughs> Um, and then it spans over to a whole different company and a whole different you know story with alignments flipped and they're forever attached to one another Hogan and Savage so it's that it has to be (laughs) Macho Band spent two real life rap albums dissing Hulk Hogan word I got one of them autographed right (laughs) up right in briefcase (laughs) (laughs) shit I forget when he hit Hogan with he he. Some, my cousins and I used to rewind. I forget it was an event. I gotta remember which event it was. It may have been WrestleMania six. They fought at six, right? Five, five. They, they Macho five. Man hit the like the like the the nastiest elbow on that man's like like he literally like slid across that man's throat like <laughs> like fucking crack rocks on a hot skillet. Like he just like pew like like. It was the most perfect elbow. Like, he really wanted to kill that man. <laughs> like, we used to rewind it. We used to rewind it and, like, oh, my God. Like, he sliced that man's throat with that elbow. Like, he like he used to hit the best elbows on, on Hogan, on Jake, and on DiBiase. He would eat them people up. Yeah, it's definitely uh, Savage and Hogan for me. Yeah, they're forever linked, no matter what. <laughs> All right. The next one, another, okay. Trish Stratus and Mickey James versus <laughs> Ric Flair and Randy Savage. <laughs> I'm first. <laughs> uh I am. Um Trish and Mickey versus Flair and Savage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here, here's the thing. 
Savage and Flair in WCW is as personal a few as you can write. <laughs> he stole that man's wife and had her walking down the aisle with him, throwing the alimony money into the crowd. They drove Macho Man absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> then you got what what was my favorite match of all time, and that's Flair and Savage at WrestleMania 8. Um, we've got the pictures, like, basically saying, I fucked your wife before she was your wife, and I got the pictures to prove it, and I'm going to hang them at Who's Your Dome at WrestleMania 8 for the world to see. Huh? But not, like, Rip what Flair sure? invented... Rick Flair invented Adobe Photoshop. This was <laughs> like this was before this was before any of this had really like this was before any of this was like even a thing. And this nigga had a whole WWE magazine with the exact same layout pictures that flip that, that Savage and his wife had. Like they recreated the entire photo shoot. Yo, this man trolled this man with an actual company licensed publication. I'm sorry. Flair Savage, I love you, Trisha Mickey, and the vagina lick and everything. Love it. But don't nothing compare to Flair and fucking Savage. I'm listen, sorry. Flair listen. is Eddie. Rick Flair Absolutely. is Eddie as shit. Absolutely. And then go <laughs> to the next company and have the wife turn on Macho and be <laughs> with Flair. Like, Super Brawl 6 is one of my favorite WCW shows with her handing him that shoe in the cage and I remember gagging for my motherfucking life as an 11 year old boy 10 I wasn't 11 yet L- did Liz just turn on Macho for Flair <laughs> ha- was Flair telling the truth the whole time a couple years ago and- yo it blew my 10 year old mind that Liz turned on Savage Trish and Mickey excellence Excellent. Mickey was chef's a crazy kiss, bitch. Okay, chef's kiss. I love y'all. Chef's kiss. But you're up against the wrong ones right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, babies. This, this, we've got the pictures. <laughs> I mean, my God. And I even was thinking about this. I was like, we're going to have to do a best feuds ever, probably the smaller tournament for just the women alone, because the women are just not even getting the level of, like, push endorsement backing to even have yeah. these levels of feuds yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, they, weren't, they weren't given that kind of juice back then. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, Trish and Mickey, it's just who they're against. I think they definitely have... They definitely were the beginning stages of giving the women real, real feuds, like this is going to be a laid out story. That that story, I know we all agree. I'm not trying to convince. That, that story was actually, Right, right, right. They did it was amazing. the damn thing. They amazing. did that. Amazing. But the man... Flair and Savage <laughs> is just... Pictures of your wife in the Hoosier Dome <laughs> because he fucked her first. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's it. Absolutely rude. Absolutely rude. All right. <laughs> well, let's go to the uh, the next side. The right side. The right side of the qualifiers. Yes. We have Undertaker and HBK versus Bret Hart and Owen Hart. It's on you, Robert. It's on me. Okay, so. Controversial as this may be.
Taker and Kane for me back then. What, what, say say again. No. <laughs> Taker <laughs> and HBK. Sorry, it was the bomb. Taker and HBK. For me, never. Oh fuck! Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I know what he's gonna say. Never mind. I know what he was gonna say. Okay, I, I, I was gonna say. I was. I, I'm gonna say. I was gonna say this. I was going to say because I, I forget these other two things that happened. I forget these other two things that happened prior to those two things happening. The earlier iterations of Taker and HBK did not live up to the hype for me because normally like it was some cheating going on outside interference. They never really had full on matches. Um, and, 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 and you never like take take and everybody got his hands on Sean, like even from like being in the casket, you know, uh, gripping Sean's uh, crotch from, from inside the casket. Like Sean was always able to evade undertaker and that earlier iteration of their feuds. And I always, but I always forget that that's part of what bled into Mania, the the more Mania one, Mania two matches that they had, and and as much as I wanted to sing Owen and Brett's uh, praises, I'm sorry, the Manias did it. It's the Manias for me. I'm so sorry, uh, sorry Owen, um, baby, love you, but um, yeah, WrestleManias, those were those matches were absolutely insane. <laughs> Like, I, I, like, like I, I've never been, and I feel like that that became the formula for a, a few things um, after the after the fact. Like, I think it became, um, and I think it became the model for a lot of matches after that. For NXT, for other people, you know, other matches at other companies, I think it became the blueprint. I really do. Yeah. Brett and Owen is as natural and easy a feud as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Younger brother, mm-hmm. jealous of older brother's success. When he knows he's just as good, mm-hmm. maybe even better, and then getting mm-hmm. finally their one-on-one match and proving that he is by beating him, and then he wins that the same belt later night, that night. <laughs> he becomes the world champion, right. and he's being celebrated by everyone you know in the ring, and you come out like, "What the fuck? Like I just, I just bested you." Yet here I am again in your shadow somehow on the same night. That to me is some fantastic storytelling. Sean and mm. Taker. It it's said from Brett and Sean smooth into Sean and Taker. They had they'd been in they were the lifers. They'd been in the company so long together, but never crossed paths. And Taker and Sean was a perfect segue from Brett and Sean. And they had been in the company so long, they were like pillars of the company. And they never had touched, never crossed paths. And then it just like, it just went straight to the moon from the like ground zero, that big ass brawl, no non-finish to Hell in a Cell, creating that to DX in the casket match. 25 and 26. Um, I gotta go Taker and Sean. That that's my vote. Yeah, I think we agreed on that. Yeah. Yeah, Taker and Taker and Sean gave me two of my favorite matches of all time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like like 
I can't even I, put in the words. <laughs> I was not gonna go to WrestleMania 25, but once Sean and Taker was announced officially, I booked a flight and I, I didn't even have a hotel. I I went to, I flew in. I don't know if I ever told y'all this. These at the time, well, my top three all-time favorite are Sean, Taker, and Savage. At any given moment, Taker and Savage can fluctuate, you know. Right now, it's probably Savage at number two. But Taker and Sean were my peoples. I never seen them wrestle live. I bought a ticket to WrestleMania. I flew in to, on that Sunday to Houston, Texas. After WrestleMania was done, I went straight back to the airport and I slept in the airport for my morning flight back to New York. That's what Taker and Sean made me do. You sure you want escorting? No, no, I was not. I was I wasn't coined at the time. I wasn't coined. Well, that that I mean that would be more reason to sell your body, but that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Just making no, sure. I I wasn't uh, coined back then, so but I was gonna make that baby, and I did. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what those two did for me. <laughs> for me, all right. We're moving on to the next one. Yep. All right. The next one is Austin versus McMahon. You can stop right there. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, in all, in all honesty. Uh, and then uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. All right, that's good. Next, <laughs> it's sad because on any other day, <laughs> yeah, this is making me kind of sad. Like the misogyny is leaping out in it these is, brackets, but, and I don't like it. But it is what it is. I mean, Austin versus McMahon. It it literally changed the entire industry. So <laughs> there's that on that. Um... <laughs> Like, well, uh, the next the one, women are gonna have their own cash out. I'm yeah, sorry, they, they, they ladies, have, y'all gonna have your own cash out because this ain't fair. <laughs> All right, this this next one is uh the Hardys and Edge and Christian versus Jake Roberts and Randy Savage. Macho Man's on here a lot. I kind of live. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of legendary. 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 Um, who's first? Who is it? Uh, is it me? Is it me? Or is it you? It's um, me. So it's Robertson Savage for me. Sorry. Uh, absolutely. Only one nigga, you know, bought a snake in and let it gnaw on another nigga's arm, <laughs> and then slapped his wife down to the mat. Like, <laughs> sir. Uh. Uh-uh. And then don't forget the whole like prequel to that was like him making Jake like wanting it to bite Jake first in the back mm-hmm. to make sure that it had no venom in it. Listen. And that whole backstage and Jake was like, what the fuck, nigga? Like, no, I'm not letting that. <laughs> like, where are we, huh? Wait a minute. Hold on. And then he riled up the snake up before it bit Randy. So it was like hissing and shit. That was like low-key like traumatic, but oh, low-key iconic for me at the same time. Yeah, I was worn. I was seeing. Yeah, <laughs> I was thin on that one, but yeah, it goes to Robertson Savage for He's me. A little child, six, watching that shit, I was horrified. I had just moved back from overseas, I think. So I no, I was somewhere somewhere like what ninety one, right? Yeah, that was ninety one. This Tuesday in Texas, so, so I was yeah, I was nine. I was nine years old. Mm. Mm-hmm. Scared for my life. <laughs> okay, okay. The next one, we ready? 
It says, I'm, I'm guessing, well, it says Hardy and Edge. So I'm guessing Matt Hardy and Edge mm-hmm. versus um Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Austin and Hart for me, baby. Yeah, because that that's best one of the best double turns ever, just for one of the main things about it. Mm-hmm. And that birth Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, Next. like like really birth him, yeah, <laughs> right, that, yeah. There's no competition um, there. Sorry. <laughs> Flair and Steamboat versus Trish Stratus and Lita. I'll go first. Okay, this is where <laughs> this is where the girls come back to play. Um, as much as I Agreed. cannot stand Lita, as much as I cannot stand Lita, she is. There are only five wrestlers, about five wrestlers ever in existence who I just can't I can't with with watching them whatever but they are the reason that feud is the reason we have the women we have now the women's division we have now Trish and Lita were the first now there were women as over and arguably more over than them before that you know Sable you know China, but the difference for me is Trish and Lita got over because they were wrestlers. That's the big difference. Sable didn't have to step foot in the ring and wrestle, and neither did China before they became over as fuck. Trish and Lita's overness came because they were wrestling the fuck. You, you won't get a dissent from me. Uh, for me, we had them both heel face. You know, they had both been on both sides of the coin. They had swapped the belts a few times. They uh, had interrupted a couple of weddings. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was constantly some bullshit between those two. Um, it was given on site, but a different kind of on site. It was on site with the mess, if nothing else. It was going to be some mess, period. Like, very much like, oh girl, uh-uh. Like uh, she's 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 where? Oh, okay, let me go search some shit up real quick. Like every chance they got, like they were risking life and limb, getting choke slammed by Kane, getting ran down by other by other niggas in the meantime, like all to get at one another, live for it. I, um, I hope they become the uh the 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 May Young and uh Moolah of this generation. Um and when as they as they get older. I love it. Flair and Steamboat, titular, iconic. Baby face over you know versus overbearing heel, but when I go back and watch them sometimes, it's a little boring for me. It's lacking a little bit of sazon. Just my oh, personal that's a little, opinion. That's a little bit blasphemy, but no. Just a little bit of blasphemy <laughs> there. But we're here to talk cash shit, are we not? Are we here to talk cash shit or no? Listen, if it was just matches, very few come close to Flair and Steamboat, period. Don't disagree. Kind of boring. It's, it's 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 a feud. Um, and again, Trish and Lita birthed what we now have as the women's division, regardless of it. Agreed. Trish and Lita for me. Yeah. All right. Next one's probably gonna be a little easy. And I will say this: it has one feud on here that it's the only feud that is non WWE slash WWF or WCW. Mm. Um. So, like, well, we had an ECW one earlier, and oh, yeah, non, non, uh, ECW as well. 
But outside of that, it's uh we have Flair and Sting versus Gail Kim and Awesome slash Amazing Kong. Mm. Slash Kia slash Karma. <laughs> yeah, right. So for, for TNA, we could if we were doing a TNA one, that is probably a top five, top three TNA one. But uh, in the yeah, grand, they scheme, can't compare to Sting versus Flair. I'm that's, sorry, yeah, they, 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 no, they, they, that's, that's exactly oh, what I was reading. Oh, no, oh, oh, I ain't voting there. Fuck it. Yeah, I was like that. That's what I was I reading. Mean, <laughs> as I said for the NWA, Dusty versus the Horseman is with Car- Sting versus Flair. Is what yeah. carried WCW until it Hogan is. got there. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Love this you, next matchup is <laughs> this next matchup is very rude. It oh, is. Gosh. It's very very rude. It's uh, very rude. <laughs> Sasha oh. Banks and Charlotte Flair versus mm. CM Punk and John Cena. First. Cause I got I gotta weigh in this real quick. Go ahead. It's going to the boss and the queen because that was a feud. Cena and Punk like it was it was it was a quick a quick one two and then Punk went on his tear. Like, like they didn't they didn't keep going back and forth from a feud feud. Um, it was a moment in time. It it it, it had the pipe bomb attached to it, but like it didn't really have any legs. Whereas. Sasha and Charlotte are we're just fighting overseas. <laughs> yeah, they're still Sasha and Charlotte are like what eight years strong. <laughs> yeah, it's still going. It's Char- at it. <laughs> yeah, it's the boss and the queen for me. I mean, you said everything I was going to say. There is it's Punk and Cena to me. You know, it's about everything except their feud. It's the pipe bomb promo. It's and their match and money to make was more about CM Punk versus WWE and Vince. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sasha. And did, but didn't they let. Just like trading that belt back and forth on pay per views and SmackDown all year. Like. At yep. any given moment, either one of them could win the match. Any yep. given moment. I will I will give them applause, though, for letting. Didn't they let C, uh, I mean, uh, CM Punk get off a of power driver on Cena, too? I said, oh, oh sure a power did. driver. On a, mon- yeah, yeah, on a Monday right. Night Raw, they sure did. I gag. I, I said, I'll, ooh. I, I'll, I, I'll see that power driver and raise you the bank statement in the fucking crowd over that bar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. She had under a bit. Ben. And then and then and then Rip Flair came out there and co-signed her, and then Charlotte came out there and beat her fucking ass and had her laying, laying at her feet and said, Is this your champion? <laughs> <laughs> and the queen was born. <laughs> yeah, it's makes and flair for me, baby. Yeah, same. Pretty easy there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the final one for this round. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Sting and Hulk Hogan. Okay. So, I hope y'all can't eat me. <laughs> y'all can't hear me eating these weekends. We can. Oh, okay. so definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> munching the house down. Been munching the house down okay. over there. Even on yeah, while, a little you. hungry. All right. Sorry. Okay. Um, what is it, Sammy and Kevin Sammy versus and Sting Kevin. and Hogan? Yeah. The fight forever 
Yeah, that's it. That's it for me, baby. That's, 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 that's it for me. That's, yeah, you already Versus won. Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. For me, thing you're gonna say Crow's thing, aren't you? You're gonna say Hogan that helped birth Crow's thing. Well, that's the only thing Hogan feud there was right. ever. Uh, you know. Well, well there was. Hogan. I mean, here's the it, thing. Yeah, it wasn't. Here's the thing. For my money. Crow Sting, that shit went on for nearly two years without one of them saying not a word or wrestling. And it was the most interesting shit on any wrestling show you would ever watch. Crow Sting, okay. I, I, I don't know how. September 96 to December 97. They built to this one match without one of the participants ever speak or wrestling another match. That is crazy. And everything that it had in between it with who the, the beginning with, oh, is the WO? Is he not? It's the fake thing. Boom. Okay. Sting. We, we're sorry. Nah, fuck y'all. Y'all didn't trust me. I'm a free agent. Boom, boom, boom. Then he changes into the crow sting. Now we don't know who Sadi's on. We get to Uncensored 97. He finally lets his alliance be known and wears the NWO team out. <laughs> and then we have that whole year. And without saying a word, Sting had the crowd going ape shit like, no, nigga, he wants Hogan. And he would just point his bat at the crowd like, listen to them, motherfucker. I want Hogan and I want nobody else. Miss me with the bullshit. The whole year, and not one time did the shit get stale, dull, boring, or bad. There's not a story you can give me that touches Crow Sting leading up to Star K97. Not a single one. Zane Owens for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Crow Sting, I mean, I'm with you on that. Crow Sting was amazing. This isn't best character development. <laughs> this isn't this isn't that. This is feud. And in large, it was like it was his back, it was him against the company, him becoming an anti-hero because they you know they had turned on him and yada yada yada. I mean, beautiful character because development. Of Hogan. Because of Hogan and the NWO. And because of what Hogan and is. So, Hogan was the NWO, yeah. Mm. You know, and I, I don't disagree with the run ahead. Da 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 da. The I mean, most things in ring involving Hogan is gonna be eh. For me, Zane and Owens, it's giving Peter and the chicken on Family Guy. It, it's giving bitch. <laughs> like them motherfuckers have fought and like like this in every promotion they've ever been in. And they put those two niggas against each other on a on the card just because it's like, girl, what up? We ain't got you know, we ain't got a whole script for the show tonight, and it's uh seven o'clock. Oh, bitch, Owens and 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 fucking Zane out there and let them carry on. Like that's a bona fide, without a doubt, match of the night. Fucking <laughs> visual clusterfuck train wreck. Like it's going to be brilliant with or without story. It's going to be. I, it, it, so for me, in terms of a, a feud, long-standing, like I'll, I'll give you that first year of Sting, you know, being fucking um, Helen Keller. 
and so you, you get the payoff, and then it's done. That was it. That was kind of it. But all you needed because what did that feud do? Kicked Vince McMahon swift in the ass until it didn't. Gave us every that, that's listen, that's all it needed to do. That program to get us where we needed to go. You said the matches, and I can't, I can't, first of all, I can't disagree. Be not delayed or mistaken. I am not disagreeing with a single fucking word you said. All of it is true. They needed matches to do that. The fact that somebody came along with a story that sat WWF and Vince on their ass that changed the trajectory of two companies and the motherfuckers didn't even wrestle. It was just giving Sting coming out there and standing there staring and pointing a bat at him for 13 months. You you can't touch that to me. You can't. I, if y'all disagree, I, mean, I get I, it. I, I, I'm not, I, I, I love you it. You cannot touch that to me. You can't touch that. I'm so, that I'm so glad that he was able to co-op Brandon Lee's crow and do something with it. Cool. Um, not disagree. I, I don't. I, that's a different thing we can unpack later in terms of the NWO and, and what all carrying on. Da, 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 da. But um, and. In terms of a few and including the in ring, I'm sorry, Ko and Sammy. I'm sorry, I was eating. I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> I'm eating now too. And guess who else gonna eat? Sammy Zayn, Ko in that ring. How about that? No, oh, you're right. Yeah. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Ko and Sammy, they are so good together that. They really don't need a storyline. Like the storyline is just that they're best friends or they're not. Let you need, and <laughs> I at agree. the end of the night, that's going to be more entertaining than ninety-nine percent of what's going on in almost any federation right now. And the fact that they've been doing this for over fifteen years, and every match, and every match is arguably match of the night. That's chemistry on a on a level that you can't even describe. Like wow. they might be fucking. Um, and you know, Rob, <laughs> there's stuff in WWE, amazing, amazing, and wow, WWE wouldn't even be here in existence if it wasn't for Sting versus Hogan. Wow, wow, what a moment! Wait, wait what? <laughs> what I said <laughs> that program, that program forced WWF to change because they were. Kicking their at, and we're not mistaken. That is the only storyline WCW had. It was a one trick pony, and it was the best trick of all time, and it changed everything. I feel that way about the, I feel that way about the NWO itself. I get the tie over, and I and I get the NWO had to have somebody to go against. So I get what you're saying. Right, right. The um, NWO I'm does not, not work without Sting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a hundred on it, but I get what you're saying. It's the same thing with Dusty and the Four Horsemen. Yeah. I get what you're saying. NWO but, um, does not work without Sting at all. Uh, but yeah, I don't disagree. But sorry, it's Dana knows for me. That's fine. I, I I will sit down and watch his Dana Owens match in the time of the week. Very few people. So, I would say like uh, I would give a fight forever chant. Like obviously Sammy and Kevin. 
Then you got Oscar and Charlotte. Like there's a lot. There's there's very few people that I will say fight forever. That no matter a storyline or not, that I'm going to sit down and be invested in a match. And there's only one person I would ever say stand in the rafters forever too. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Stay silent forever. Wow. Wow. The impact. The power that that point has. <laughs> the international implication that that <laughs> Wow. Who and, and, uh, and I got a one. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to deny her her moment in the sun. I neither. But, uh, I love Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, so I'm, I'm just rooting for my pick. That's all. And just, I ain't and mad this at time this. Next year, we're going to have, we're going to still be talking about Kevin versus Sami when they go to AEW. That's fine. Ooh. Cause guess what? <laughs> Cause guess what? Crow's thing is still out here. He's not surfacing. <laughs> yep. he, he, nope. he ain't surface thing. And guess what? Well, he's still talking. I mean, when you, I feel like age wise, he, you know, age wise, the crow is gonna fit better as you age. Surfer ain't gonna fit as good oh, I, at ninety. But, yeah. but it's that's the i that that's the iconic character, and it's like people that this is the thing that annoys me about people and then people. It's always going to be a thing. People, their merchandise is still selling crazy. The shirts are everywhere, blah blah blah. And they give the credit to the NWO. That shit was sting <laughs> because no one else could have done that role. No one else fit what that role needed to be. The only other person that could have would have been Flair because he bled WCW, but that don't work. I was gonna say, I was gonna say. Now hold on, because like you, yeah. you gotta remember that early, early on, it was you know the horsemen were the ones holding yeah. the line. Yeah, because but I'm saying don't remember, Flair, Flair you know, couldn't do that. Yeah, eventually Hennig came over, and then Hennig was a horseman until he at War Games slammed Flair's head in the cage, and it gave. <laughs> Like so, like yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of WCW held the line, but to see the face of the company go through such a drastic change, and I mean, it wasn't an original gimmick, but you know, either way, he made it a wrestling gimmick, so we'll take it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a moment. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not denying it. What a story. Yeah, but not a, not a feud. Not the feud I needed. The feud you know I needed. I'll, is, I'll uh, accept that. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. It is the greatest story ever told in wrestling to me. Nothing. Is better than that. And didn't they maybe not, not the best feud? I'll give you that. Didn't they? Yeah, but definitely. I mean, character development it was sickening, sickening, sickening. But uh, mm-hmm. go go ahead, uh, Zayla. What you gonna say? Zayla. Wow. Um. Well, didn't um the whole reason why they didn't <laughs> fight that first year was because Sting was injured. Perform right? He couldn't take. No, I think so. Mm-mm. So Sting. Because they said was so stupid. This is what actually happened. They say he was injured. He only had one match left on his contract. I can't. He had one match left on his contract. I cannot. Because that's how they did contracts back then. Was Nick Khan around then? <laughs> and and listen, it was the greatest contract flub of all time because look what the fuck happened. Bischoff was a genius for that story. I'm, uh, whoo, I'm getting goosebumps. I can't, I can't. Like, hey, once a year, okay, once a year, Mm. I sit back and I just watch Sting segments from that era, and just the crowd reactions, the drama, the craziness, 
of it all when this man wasn't even speaking and like dropping from the ceiling and everybody shitting their pants and just like, what is this nigga going to do? Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. It is top tier wrestling. <laughs> Remember when they dropped that dead dummy from the field? Yes. And it dropped into into the ring and Sting changed the shit. They pulled him up. Like, the moments that Crow Sting has. Oh, my God. Untouchable. Untouchable. I just caught the spirit. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, hey, I, that's what we're here for. But whenever we have the greatest development, you know, cash, uh, cash out, you know, then by all means... You know, feel free to you know bring that back up, and mm-hmm. we'll yeah, hey. But that might be a good cash out, best gimmick of all time. Well, we know who's gonna win that. But we hit, you know what? Let's take. Let's yeah. I'm about to say, let's take him out of it. Let's take him out of it. Exactly. Let's take him out again. Let's just take him out. That's the second time. You, you know, you you. That's so crazy. You know, it was. We should take him out of this shit. But you know, it was. You know, it was bad when like. Halfway through the nigga's career, Ric Flair was like one of the best gimmicks of all time. Like Ric Flair was like one of the best gimmicks of all times. I think I it mean, should be like best best storylines, best angle. Oh, that'd be that could be fun. That's it. Best storylines and angles. Because you're right, there is a difference between that and feud. So when you talk about a feud, yes, Sami Zayn versus I, I'll actually change my vote to Sammy and Kevin. Yeah, those those two just, just it's, it's chicken and the chicken and the hog for me. It's a chicken and Peter for me. It's they, I mean, they, them niggas be fighting like somebody owes somebody. You could, I mean, this that's how best friends in wrestling fight. They them, right. them motherfuckers be fighting like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. If I ever, if I see you again, like I will, it's I will like concede and change my vote. Y'all are absolutely right. Yeah, that's definitely the definition of on site for real right there. Now that's that's another kind of on site. <laughs> could you imagine if we, if we ever could have got like a uh, a uh, uh, Trish? And KO versus Jazz and, and Sammy. <laughs> like the Canadians versus the, you know, the um ethnic others. I don't know. Ethnic <laughs> <others>. <laughs> well, I mean, so I think um, I mean this is this is you know the qualifying episodes. That must be a long episode. So I feel like we can um we can start with uh, the quarterfinals. On the next episode, because I feel like this is a this is a long listen for the uh, listeners out there. Oh, I there. just assumed you um, were going to split this up. Are we going to just go through and you chop it up into different episodes? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. So I was pretending to sign off right now so that we could then record the next one. <laughs> but you kind of just broke the fourth wall there. So uh, thanks, uh, our no punk. problem. That's what I'm here to do. Ah, so if you need to find us. In between episodes that we record at different times, uh, you can put this. You can just add reverse, that under, reverse under. Not not going to. At reverse <laughs> underscore Rel. Well, listen, Monty, you uh, Rel, you know. Who? I said Rel. <laughs> I said Rel. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Rob loves the chaos. Whenever there's a flub, he's like, I'm not going to edit right. that out. Right. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. I'm a naturally curious man. Yeah, we heard. Shut up. I knew that. I knew. As soon as I said it. As soon as I Ask all them questions. So, yeah, you can find us at the uh, the cash shit with underscore for the eye, reverse underscore real, Roberts underscore rules. And what's your freak Twitter, Larry? My freak. I don't have a freak Twitter. That's that's all. You, you see, he pa- you see, y'all see he paused, right? That's all. Um, reverse, per- that's reverse real on his eight page.
Prince Styles, oh, wow. if you want to follow him. Wow, this is TB and Pump, baby. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, you could have denied it, but... <laughs> Exposed. Sign off. Sign off. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and this is the Cash It Podcast. <laughs>